a big ugly head. Actually, son, it's a big ugly Olmec Indian head. It was carved by Mesoamerican Indians over 3,000 years ago. This gruesome customer is Extapolapa Kettle, the god of war. Awesome. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Quotes that nobody gets anymore, Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. Have we started? Yes. I'm Mitch. You're, what do you mean, have we started? Well, there's a couple of false starts. No, there wasn't. Uh, and well, not with the trickery I, of editing. I don't think the people at home heard any false starts, Mitchell. No, they didn't hear you bumping some little Lion King toy. Let's not get into my toys here. We've okay. got too much last episode. I can't help it. There's always new ones when I come. <laughs> Today we are here to review Blood Feud, the final episode of season two. I can't believe we've got through the whole season. How quick has it been? I know, we've flown through. I despite the fact that it was twice as long as the first one. <laughs> I think we're having more fun now. That's what it must be. Anyway, thanks to everyone that's liked us on Facebook this week. Facebook.com slash discount. And everyone that's rated and reviewed us in the iTunes store. We will get to your reviews later in the episode. We'll give you a bit of a shout out. Uh, also, don't forget you can donate to the show. Uh, fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. Now, Mitch, the Twitter's been going a bit crazy this week. Old Twitter Adam Hill has been going crazy. We put the call out last week that if you want a celebrity to come on the show to help us out a little bit with the booking by tweeting at that celebrity and asking them to come through on the show. So we've had requests for both Adam Hills and Daniel Stern to come on. So we're on Hills Watch and Stern Watch so far. No uh, replies from either of those two. <laughs> but hey, they're busy men. I assume Hillsy certainly is. I don't know how much Daniel Stern's doing with his time these days. Home Alone? Q&As, maybe? Possibly. Um, someone, someone how great would an intro from David Stern be for this show? Oh, man, that would be great. I <laughs> know, right? Or... Not only that, like, if we could just re- get him to record, like, 20 different bits of inner monologue for us. Yeah, of anything. Where, like, you ask me a question, and then rather than me answer, you hear Daniel Stern. Is he serious? Thinking, yeah. <laughs> but, well, At Four Finger Pod is our Twitter account, if the, you want to follow. The suggestion was, if Daniel was to come on the show, that we uh, that he and I could get into a bunch of challenges. So, most nails to the foot, most staples to the groin, that sort of thing. So, you could, <laughs> could come through. And I was thinking that for the bonus round... It's the most amount of coins that you can swipe in one go with uh, double-sided sticky tape. Ah, that's, that's, yes. how that's how you win your prize. That is genius, by the way. Yeah. In the, I remember watching it as a kid. I was like, wow. Why doesn't everyone do that? <laughs> I know, right? So, we're here to review Blood Feud, as we said. Now, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. What were Sorry, th- just, just quickly speaking of the Twitter, we just uh, got one through from uh, Patrick, at Patrick Sazkoson. Oh, Patrick. Uh, Saxon, sorry. Patrick Saxon. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Four Finger Pod, you guys are the only reason I came back to Twitter. Well, you and at the real Gianna. Not entirely sure who the real Gianna is. Gianna Michael sounds hot. Porn star, maybe. Who knows? Very hot. But at the very <laughs> least, what that puts me under pressure. Now I need to. Out, I need to increase my output and be funny. You need to get boobs again. You've lost boobs. Gone to the gym. <laughs> Speaking of boobs, it was my anniversary yesterday. Wedding anniversary. So, happy anniversary happy on th- Valentine's Day. No, no, that was two days ago. I was sorry. What's today's? Today's Whoops. the sixteenth. Whoops. <laughs> You did get that. You did get Asher Valentine's. That would explain why my Valentine's Day present was not well received. That's that's why you came home to sausages in the sink. Yep. (laughs) 
No, we went and saw Deadpool. I somehow convinced Nicola to go see Deadpool in Gold Class. I managed to do that to Ash as well. And I love Deadpool being Deadpool, that there was a little fourth wall joke. That girlfriends? Where, yeah, yeah. I know your boyfriends have probably exp- said that it's a superhero movie, but it's yeah. not that kind of superhero no, movie. No, no. And Nicola looked at me exactly when you were saying that. But yeah. Um, yeah, Deadpool. We should review it, I think, at some point, because it was a great movie. I really enjoyed Quality it. Quality movie. We could do another one of our special one-off episodes. If you guys are interested in hearing Mitch and Dando, you notice I said your name first then. Thank you. Mitch and Dando uh, review Deadpool. Drop us a message if you get a few. We might do it. You never know. As a special bonus podcast. Ryan Reynolds is a guest because he's been on every other piece of press oh, in the last two months. Doing the exact same shtick. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so what were your first thoughts of Blood Feud before going back and watching it? Well, what did you rem- remember of the episode the most? Uh, my, the, well, obviously, the you know, to be honest, not much other than the main plot. And I just remember having, the giant head. Yeah, the giant head and two or three, you know, of the funny lines. But I, I think after having watched it, I've realized why that is. Outside of the fact that it's a ridiculously funny script, there's not a lot that really goes on. And the final line, as the Simpsons are all eating their dinner and, you know, trying to figure out what the moral of the story was, is that it's it was just a bunch of stuff that happened. That's pretty much all the episode was. It was a bunch of stuff that happened. It was very funny from start to finish. It was very funny, but I was left thinking at the end, why is this so memorable? Why is this considered so highly? I think just that, because it is very funny and it had a few of the... Yeah. A few of Homer Life moments. Loud, funny though. Like, I, I know it's got the. My Hello. name is Mr. Burns. I'm Mr. Yes. Burns. It's got that. What else? That's laugh out loud. Funny guy in the elevator. Yeah. Okay. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. I, know, I, I was. I love the goon as well. The goon. You have to twist my arm. Come on, Homer. Do I tell you how to do your yeah. job? <laughs> he's so eager to beat to beat him to a bloody pulp as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a nice guy. We play cards. Okay. So there is a funny moment. Okay. I concede. You win. <laughs> you win. Leave me alone. Put down the knife. The other thing, I have a question off the top because long listeners of the show will be aware of your dislike of Smithers. I was going to say hatred, but that's too strong of a word. Is this an episode that could turn you around on Smithers? Because he's a genuinely very nice person from start to finish. I had that written here. When he points out that he saved Mr. Burns, mm. it wasn't until he said it that I realised, wait a minute, yeah, that, that is right. He did save Mr. Burns. I was sort of questioning, why do they have Smithers giving a shit about Homer for no reason? And then when he, Smith, when he says that, I was like, ah, of course. How, yeah. did, I, how did I even miss that? But yeah, I think Smithers does, he does take the moral high ground in this episode. And mm. yeah, he's a good person. Yeah. I'll give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Smithers. Finally nice Smithers. Yes. Well, up until this point, he has been a dick, though, don't you think? Being, oh, yeah, massively. Well, he was the one that walked in and says, here's the pink slit. Mm. But uh, but do you think he was being smug about it? I don't think he really was at that point. No, he wasn't being smug then. He was just following, following his orders. orders. Yeah. yeah. But overall, I, I watched this episode a so number of times. you to it four or five times in the car. I've had it going <laughs> in the car for the last couple of days. Yeah. I've come into this worried that, like, there's not as much to analyse. There's a few bits and pieces to point out as we go along. 25 minutes, this podcast. <laughs> Either that, or we're going to have to pad a lot. Yes. And you, Lots of stories God about ourselves. God knows where that's going to have to turn into. We got criticised for talking about ourselves I too know. much. Yeah, too yeah. much. Now, Sorry, guys. We'll, we'll try and stop it. Hey, Mitch, so tell us about yourself. Little bit <laughs> well, I am five foot seven. And you really? I was born on February 17th, 1988. Tomorrow is actually my birthday. Or when people are listening to this, yesterday serious? was my birthday. You yeah. can give me? No, no, no. Yeah. I had no idea. I'm yeah. sorry. No, Happy birthday, right. man. I, I like to keep it on the down low. I'm a celebrity now, so I can't, <laughs> I can't keep these. I've got to keep my age under wraps. Well, I did not get you a birthday present yet. I'm not expecting one. That's fine. So, getting to the episode, a few facts before we get into the full review. It was written by George Meyer. And apparently, Al Jean and Mike Reese did a lot of cleaning up with the, with, with the script, but they okay. didn't get credited for it. Yeah, right. Uh, also, the script idea was based off of one of their co-workers needed a blood transfusion, and they just assumed yeah, that Mr. I'd... Burns would be a funny character to have that done. Yep. I thought it was sort of out of left field. I guess it's getting late in the season. 
yeah. maybe that's one of those things that because all the riders go away. I'm not sure if they did this in season one and two, but you know they worked on that thing where the riders would go away to like a riders retreat. Yeah, a lot of shows do this, and you know you kick out a lot of ideas, but you still got like twenty. Was this? I think they said the twenty second written out of twenty four aired or something along those lines. Was they twenty two in the season? Uh, that's interesting then. Al Jean got his numbers wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, let's, well, let's just take off two. It was the 20th of 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, you know, you've you've done a lot of writing up to that point and it literally does get to that point in a room where you're like, oh, God. Um, th- look, this happened to Bill. Let's just do that. Who can be Bill? Mr. Yeah. Burns. And really, it's not that much... It's not very extravagant for a storyline, but they've just made it work, I guess. Yeah, which is a credit to how funny the writing is. Like, this is just... A lot of gags in this script. Yeah, they had to rely more on the humour than the actual storytelling in this one, I think. Yeah. Also, a f- fun note I thought was interesting was that Harry Shearer couldn't make the table read. Yeah, which would be terrifying given how prominent he is throughout this entire him show. Him and Smithers. Yeah, him and Smithers and a l- little bit of him as Hibbert. Does he do Hibbert? Does he not do Hibbert? Let's just say it is. No, it is. I know that I'm right on this one. Okay, then. <laughs> because they were pointing out the fact that he's so talented that he can bounce from one to the other. And there's yep. one scene there where it's all three of them in the same room. Yeah, in the hospital room, yeah. Phenomenal effort from him. Uh, is that in the hospital or just in Burns's? Yes, um, it is in the hospital. For for a minute in the back of my head, I thought Hibbert had made a, made a house call. No, he didn't. No, no there's an so ambulance. just finds him, yeah. yeah. Uh, see, this is the issue. Because I was in the car, I was listening to it a lot. So, I've got the script down pat. But as far as the actual visual, I was a little hazy on some of the scenes. So, the original air date was July 11th, 1991. Now, we were discussing this before we recorded. That seems like a long gap between the first... Yeah. Because you, you've been... Keep, keep you've talking been, for a minute. I'm going to go to the first episode. You've been reading the air date out every week. Yeah. But we've not paid any attention to whether or not there was a gap. Because it does feel like 22 weeks is stretched out into like eight months. It's, it's October 11th was when Bart gets an F. That's when it aired. Yeah. And that's how many? That's nine months. Yeah. For 22 episodes. How many weeks in nine months? 36. Yeah. So there was 14 weeks in that. Do they have like a summer holiday or something? They, they must have had something. Camp? There must yeah. have been some sort of gap. Yeah, it just, it just seemed like a long time. And yeah, you're right. October 11th was Bart gets an F. 1991. Did they break for the Gulf War? <laughs> Maybe when America invaded Al Jean was off. over there with them Yeah The chalkboard gag was I will not sleep through my education And the couch gag was The couch falls through the floor With the family on it Now it starts off with A Mayor Quimby speech again Yeah This other episode um, he's The grand opening of the warning sign Now we see this sign Throughout many episodes from mm. now on It's a sign reminiscent To the sort of freeway Update signs in LA Yeah And oh, the movie well. LA Story With Steve Martin Where he falls in love with one Okay mm. I have never seen that Okay it's 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 decent. Is it worth watching? I've only ever seen it sort of on TV and picked up bits and pieces. But not huge I, on Steve Martin. Oh, okay. I know you do like. Look, it's a lot. probably not his best movie. So if you're not big on him, then maybe not. Is it as good as Bowfinger? Nothing's as good as Bowfinger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's more of like a, a visual gag too, isn't it? Like it's got the relax, everything is fine. Yeah. Quickly jumps to a core explosion. Repent sins. Repent sins. It just <laughs> all yeah. And then over with you. <laughs> Joke done, damn. If the core explodes, there won't be any power to light that sign. (laughs) So, Mr. Burns is missing, and they don't know why. And obviously, I thought he actually had a note. The animation of Smithers was really good in this episode. I feel Mm. he's more defined when the way they're drawing him. Yeah. I think his hair's not as wacky. Yeah. His glasses aren't as thick, too. I feel in the earlier seasons, or early episodes, his glasses had the really thick lenses, and they're not so much now. Yeah. Um, I feel like this episode is more character-defining for Smithers. Oh, definitely, It's like this is where... Even for Burns, to an extent, he's more rounded. Like, I guess Harry had an entire script to play with him rather than just a couple bits and pieces. And at the end of the second season, you know, he's had more time to get into their shoes and and the writers as well. Like, it was just, it really kind of showcased 
those two characters in different ways that they could be, different ways they could go. I think they gave him a conscience in this episode, one that he hasn't had yet, because yeah. up until this point, he's just been the little weasel lapdog yeah. for Burns, really, hasn't he? Just whatever Mr. Burns says, he does. Yeah. It has no sort of thoughts for how it's affecting everyone else. Yeah. Whereas this episode really shows the admiration that started to peek through with uh, Brush It With Greatness. But as you said, just adds that little bit of rather... like He shows that in Brush With Greatness, but then he still dumps on Homer the second Burns turns on him. Whereas in this one, he actually defies Burns because he knows that what Homer did was right. I don't think in Brush With Greatness, though, he shows any qualities of being a good person. No, no, he doesn't. But no, It's just the admiration for Burns. Yeah. You can, it's the... Now they do the animation in Brush of Greatness where he sort of like bites his lip. Yeah. Like from the moment I make his coffee till the moment I take him in at night or something. I think yeah. it's that moment there. You sort of feel for him there, but then like you said, straight after that is when he laughs at home and being called fat. So he's just a dick once again. But like you said earlier in the episode today, Smithers is good in this episode. Yeah. So he walks in and finds Mr. Burns on his bedroom floor. Mm-hmm. What actually is it wrong with the Hypohemia. Hyperhemia. Yes. <laughs> I'm not an idiot, Doctor. I know what hyperhemia is. That's a good joke. because That's a very good joke. Because obviously it's usually the other way around. They yep. don't know what it is. But do you think this is also poking fun at... You know how we mentioned last episode? You had the word for it. I don't know what it's called. Where they, When Bart says, oh, that's the guy that played Fallout Boy. Oh, uh, exposition. Yes. Do you think that's Exposi- like that... Yeah. Taking the piss out of the fact that he had to explain what hyperhemia was for the audience at home. Yeah, look, there's a little bit of that. And also, as you said, just the initial joke. It's, it, it can work on those two different levels. But I think the initial joke is just that it's an entirely obscure disease and it's Smithers showing how smart he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, true. And then, yeah, sort of taking a little bit out of, the, of that for the viewers. And then Smithers, how dramatic, ripping the shirt open. T- how long does it take to sterilize a needle? A few seconds. I'll skip it. Just leave me enough to get home. <laughs> Damn um, this common gutter blood coursing through my veins. Yes. Should uh, mention yet another Citizen Kane reference. Yeah. Uh, during the, in Citizen Kane, when his second wife collapses, is referenced in The Burns Collapse. Oh, okay. You're a big fan of Citizen Kane. You know a lot I about the movie. Simpsons know more about it than I yeah, do. Yeah, there's um, lots of Citizen Kane references in the first couple of seasons. I can't remember which of the cura- uh, creators met, joked about this, but they were saying that they've referenced it so many times they could almost piece together all of Citizen <laughs> Kane just from their different scenes. We should try and do it. So, Mr. Burns needs double O negative yep. blood, correct? Is that correct? Double O negative? Double O negative. Do you have any idea what you are? No idea. No, me either. No. I would be so fucked. But our, our wives would know what ours is. <laughs> <laughs> or mother. Yes. And the Smithers, apparently, we found out in this scene, donated Mr. Burns a kidney. Yeah. I had no idea about that. Really hit the spot. Yes. So, basically, at this point, you think Mr. Burns is screwed. Is mm. no, Double O negative is apparently very, very rare blood type. They're not going to be able to find it. Is it even a real blood type, double O negative? Let me just Google it. Enlighten us with you only a story about o. something. I thought you only had O negative. Double O negative. Well, Light us I'll, about a story I'm just about Googling it as we speak. When Dando says, enlighten us about a story about something, this is where I talk for five or ten minutes, <laughs> and then I listen back to the episode, and I realize that it doesn't get played. And I go, well, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just taking it down a different direction. I mean, it was funny, Mitch. It was funny. It was nice. But I just, I couldn't, I couldn't leave it in. Well, it's got blood groups. Yeah, it's got O negative. Here we go. Answers.yahoo.com. What does it mean when they say I have double O negative blood? It means they're a Simpsons fan. (laughs) (laughs) I always knew I had O negative, but the term double O negative is new to me. They spelt new with a K. And I didn't think to ask at the time what it meant. So, what's the difference between the two? The answer is they are the same, although there is no point in referring to type O as double O. Double O refers to the genotype, which is OO. It's it's a joke. I have double O seven blood. Ooh. <laughs> so basically, it's just a made up. It's not made up, but it's a uh, redundant saying double O negative, yeah. I guess you could say. So then Smithers makes the announcement over the power plant that, you know, he's only going to tell the power plant workers that he needs the blood, not anyone else in town. Yeah. I just thought it was a bit silly. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess it's just that he might have taken an ad out in the paper as well, but 
this was his most immediate cause. Yeah. He doesn't have a PA for uh, all of Springfield. <laughs> One thing that I thought was a bit silly, you know when Bart goes to donate the blood, what is the point of going to the ambulance at the power plant if it's going to be rushed to the hospital where Burns is anyway? Why not just go straight to the hospital? Just go straight to the hospital? Is it just for the gag so they can do the elevator joke? I think so. I think it's the only reason they did it. <laughs> <And> that's worthwhile. <laughs> and then back to where um, when Smithers made the announcement at the power plant, I thought Carl came across as a bit of a dick. I give him my blood except for one thing. What's that? I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a dick, but that's just that kind of American, in a way, not even American, in a way it's just that thing of sticking it to your boss. Yeah, I guess. Like that joke of uh, you don't like your boss. And also Mr. Burns is an evil tyrant. Yes. And no one really likes him in the town, so it's it's underselling, it's underscoring that a little bit. Would you donate blood for your boss? I donate blood for anybody. Yeah, so would I. If it's going to save them, you yeah, like <laughs> I think if you were faced with the choice of not putting a needle in your arm or having somebody die, even if you'd never met that person, even if you didn't like that person, surely everyone would just go, yep, fine, take it out of me. If you donated blood to a rich person, would you expect a hefty reward in return? Oh, a bounty of jewels, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> a bounty. Let me tell you a little story about a lion with a thorn <laughs> in his paw. Is it a Bible story? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so Homer sees the opportunity here. I thought it was funny that he starts yelling at Carl because you think he's going to be being moral. moral high ground, but yeah. no, he's just seeing the angle. Yes, and what he can get out of it. And obviously, I think... As bad as it makes me sound, I would do the same thing. If I had a son that had the same blood type, obviously Homer doesn't know at this point, but I would want to donate blood to get a reward. And in the back of, of your head, you'd be thinking, come on, surely. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you, though? Yeah, you would expect that if you've saved the life of someone that much. I often just walk around Turak hoping to see a house fire that I can <laughs> run into <laughs> and just drag a kid out. They end up rescuing you out of it. <laughs> Alrighty, so Homer rushes home to find out whether anyone in the family has the blood type. And pretty much, it's where you learn here that Lisa has no point for this episode. It's just she's teaching Maggie big words. That's all she does in the whole That's episode. That's true, yeah. She serves no purpose other than a couple of funny lines and the... Uh, turn the sprinkler Turn on the lights. Turn the lights. Turn the lights up. Do something. Yeah. Yes, Dad. <laughs> turn the sprinkler on. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's the, once he realizes the card, no one says a word, she just turns it turns off. Turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> so deflating. It's great writing. But yeah, so... Do you think they wrote this episode and went, shit, Lisa has nothing to do. Let's just give her these basic scenes just to slot in. Maybe. And it gives them some jokes about Maggie being intelligent as well. But I didn't like how she made Marge feel inadequate here. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm giving Maggie what you guys couldn't give me. And Marge's like, we did our best, you yeah. know. But then they make up for Marge by having her reveal that she knows everything about the kids. Yeah. yeah. And so she's super Marge. And Lisa kind of shows genuine admiration for that as well. So does Bart. Yeah. They all do, basically. But so it's a really well-edited scene as well. There's a lot of cuts in that particular moment. Like, every person yeah. that speaks, it's back and forth, but you never lose track of who's talking or where they are in the room. Like, it, it's really, really well put together. Obviously, this is where it's revealed that Bart has a double and negative blood type, so they have to convince Bart to do it. Hey, wait a minute. I don't have to give blood. I have rights, you know. Yeah, you have the right to remain silent. Bart, you have to help someone in need. It's the only decent thing to do. No. Now, Homer is doing the right thing here, but he's doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, he wants to save Mr. Burns, but only so he can get a reward. Yeah. It's almost like a script for a Coen Brothers film. Yeah. Someone that's just trying... Like, if this was in the Coen Brothers universe, Homer would have ended up dead. It's... You can imagine George trying to get his mum to donate blood. Yeah. Come on, Ma! <laughs> he's an old man! <laughs> <laughs> I like Homer's quote there, too. He's like, Bart, it's not like I'm asking you to give blood for free. That would be crazy! And we get the um the classic Hercules and the lion story. Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a big, mean lion who got a thorn in his paw. 
and all the village people tried to pull it out, but nobody was strong enough. So they got Hercules, and Hercules used his mighty strength, and bingo! Anyway, the moral is, the lion was so happy, he gave Hercules this big thing of riches. How did a lion get rich? It was the olden days. What they do good here, too, is... That not but, actually, originally, according to the Wikipedia, was yes. not actually Hercules. No, it, it was, was. Androcles. I suppose it's how you pronounce it. I think it works sound- better as Hercules, because who the fuck's Androcles? I don't know. I know a fair bit about Greek gods and Greek mythology. I used to really, you know, I read into those when I was younger. Androcles? Yeah, never heard him Certainly in the Bible. Certainly not a household man. <laughs> I've never heard of him in the Bible. <laughs> Book of Androcles. I just love the way the writers take the piss out of it too when Bart's like... How did the lion get rich? It's the olden days. It's the olden days. It's it's just a way to explain it. It's the olden days. I would have accepted that when I was a kid as well. I'd accept it now. In the olden days. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back back in my day. Yeah. It's just that I remember so many times being told that I'd question something. What was the olden days? This is how things were back then. Yeah, we smoked in cars. Kids were fine. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to Donut the Blood and Otto works there. Now, did you notice what he was humming? Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Yes. Yep. Well, I knew it as the Iron Man song because you know when he says "I'm I'm Iron Man" at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. And then it, didn't, it took me like a year later to realize that that was a Black Sabbath song. I was like, that makes it even fucking cooler. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I I don't know that I'd ever really listened to that song until Iron Man came out, and yeah. I don't think it's in the movie. If I'm yeah, I might be right. At the very end. It is just at, that at, riff. At the very the end. Dun, dun, yeah. yeah. But it was used in the one of the original trailers for Iron Oh, was Man. it really? Yeah. Okay. And that was when I first sort of checked it out. Because I didn't listen to a huge amount of Black Sabbath growing it's up. Badass, though, that riff. Well, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that Otto cleans himself of like a toilet from a chicken place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it um, Colonel something or other? It's a KFC piss take, basically. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I had the note here written here. Why didn't they just go straight to the hospital? Yeah. But it was to get that good gag in like- the elevator. Do you want to explain the gag? Oh, well, I was going to say beforehand that I like Otto's reason for working for the Blood Band. All of my friends are in school through the day. <laughs> uh, the Yeah, so the elevator gag. So yeah. He gets the blood, and then it's just that classic rushing across town, like, we've got no time to lose type thing. And then they get to the hospital, and they're all throwing it, like, forming one of those chain lines, throwing the bag from one person to another, throws yeah. it to the guy in the elevator. And then they just slow it down for about as long as The Simpsons have ever taken for a joke before. Because The Simpsons, we've spoken about, is so fast. There's so much going on. And then for a few seconds, you just get the guy standing in the elevator. And you know that movie trope of whenever they get to the elevator, like you'll finish the sentence right as the, as the door closing, closes. Yeah. yeah. But he just gets there and as he realises that he's forgotten to hit the button. I'm sure that's happened before. Yeah. But I suppose, I think when you get in elevators now, they're automatically closed. Maybe to avoid this, because possibly people died because they forgot to push the close button. Well, he still had to select his floor, even if the door closes. It's not just going to ah, magically take off to where he needs to go. So basically, they're giving Burns the blood transfusion. They think he's pretty much boned. They think he's going to make it. Burns doesn't think he's going to make it. So he says to Smithers to dictate his last words. But then he starts getting stronger and stronger as the blood's transfusing. Is that a word transfusing? Yeah, it's a word. It's got to be. Uh, we'll, we'll accept it. <laughs> I won't we'll go, go to the judges up- show. We'll go to the judges upstairs. Um, it's a perfectly nice, cromulent word. It's a nice moment though, where Smithers can see that the the blood is working. Great animation. Yes, of his just his, the smirk yeah. on his face and you know? great, perfectly played by Shearer. Yes, it reminds me of um, I don't know why, but it reminds me of in ET when ET comes back to life. Yeah, and Elliot's excited for it. I don't know why. It just reminded me of that moment. The other thing that I really enjoy in this particular moment is it gives you a little look into what Burns. Like, you see a softer side of Burns here. He's vulnerable. 
Yeah, and and he doesn't care. He d- doesn't make reference to money at all. Like he, you know, it's American mm-hmm. and patriot. American patriot. Then master of the atom, and then he yeah. sort of starts to become. A little, I think he does have Scourge of the Needy. So, he, like, as he gets more powerful, then he goes back to being sort of capitalist. Scrooge. Burns. Yeah, but but that thing of, like, he's kind of... He's just proud about his plant and his country. One thing I want to ask, do we see Mr. Burns' ass more often than Bart in season two? I think we might. <laughs> they just love getting Burns' ass out there. They do. It does add to the joke, though. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the scenario. If you're in one of those <laughs> hospital gowns with the bum open at the back, it's funny. Yes. It's, it's been done a million times. And it will never stop being hilarious. No, it will not. Uh, so, Mr. Burns now has a new lease on life. This is where you would think that it would be the end of the first act, but it's not. It just keeps going, the first act. Yeah. Well, this was pointed out by Al, uh, saying that it was a deliberate choice by the writers to, that they had a much longer first act because they wanted to include in there what the impact was to the Simpsons family. So, they still wanted Homer and Bart, particularly Homer, to be the crux of the story, and they felt that if they ended the first act on Burns just getting better then it would kind of shift the focus a little bit during that ad break. Do you think? I'm not going to sit here and question them no, when no, they were obviously. creating some of the greatest TV that's ever existed. I just think 15 minutes just seems like a long time for a first act in a 22-minute episode. Yeah. The first but, fade to black is at the 15-minute mark. But, but having said that, the ending doesn't really feel rushed, so I don't think that they've necessarily lost anything. I don't think, though, that when this aired on TV, they would have waited 15 minutes to air an ad break. So do you think they would have aired the ad break then? They, they would not have aired a show for 15 minutes without an ad break. It'd be interesting, because an ad break in the middle would have broken it up. But I it mean, had to have, There's no way they would air on primetime television a TV show for 15 minutes without an ad break. Yeah, but at the end of the day, though, as long as you have the same amount of time of ads within that half-hour block, it doesn't matter. So, they just have the next ad break comes after a much shorter period. That would be a pain in the ass. Would be, because you're settling in, you're thinking, oh, good, ah... You know what I used to hate? They used to do it all the time with The Simpsons. They'd have a commercial break when there was like 30 seconds left in the episode. Yeah. But you had to stick around to see the yeah. end. You're like, oh. You get back and it was like one joke, credits. Go on. So, as I said, basically, Mr. Burns, new lease on life. He's very energetic. He's very happy. And here credited, or here begins, probably my most hated and overused Simpsons quote in day-to-day life. Yeah. How about that local sports team? Okay, yeah. I don't like it when other people do it because it's just lazy. But do you think that's funny here? They, 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 they used it for the right reasons here. Yeah, they did. And then the general public have just appropriated it and fucked it. When, but when have people actually said that in everyday conversation? I know. There are a lot of people whose shtick is to try and uh, be or, awkward. Or without, or without saying it. That, do you mean when they say, oh, how about the cats or something? No, no, no. No, people literally saying the words, how about that local sports team? I've never in my life heard anyone say that to uh, me. I've had a few, and it's really? it's always kind of... It just seems like a it's stupid not thing quite, to say. It's not quite people who are hipsters, but it's, it's people that are on their way to being hipsters, or maybe 10 years before hipsters were a thing, it was the people that then became hipsters that were saying this. But what's the context of the conversation to say that? Though? Nothing. They would walk into a group, everyone would be laughing, and they'd come in with a bit of, ha ha, ah, how about that local sports team? Like, it was just their way to try and break the ice. deliberately be awkward to break into conversation. I'm sure some of our listeners out there have had this happen to them. I'm sure some of our listeners out there have probably done it before. Do you like them? Tell them to unsubscribe. (laughs) No, keep listening. I love you all. But don't ever say it to me on the street or I'll punch you in the face. (laughs) No effect on them. (laughs) You made me bleed my own blood. (laughs) So, yeah, as we said, Mr. Burns is very happy, very energetic. And he goes into his office, Smithers is following him, and he says something on the lines of... You know, it's funny, Smithers. I tried every tincture and poultice and tonic and patent medicine there is. And all I really needed was the blood of a young boy. This was a deliberate red herring at this point, because do you know about this? Yeah, they they went for a dramatic 
zoom on, on his face, Burns's yeah. face to make it seem as though he would be now his sole purpose in life is going to be to extract the blood of Bart. It worked on me because like when I oh I, really because I couldn't remember too much about the episode. So when I when that happened, I thought. Oh, does he go back for more blood? Like, oh, I, could, I couldn't right. quite remember. But yeah, so well done, David Silverman. Yeah. Well played. Props to you. It didn't for me because I thought the next line came in too quickly. What was the next line? I don't know, but whatever it was, it moved on. So it didn't, didn't like I go, think dun, they, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, like it would have worked better for my brain had there been a two or three second linger on that as well. Kind of like in a sitcom when they have to put in canned laughter. This is the funny part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is where you're much. supposed to think this. So, basically, Mr. Burns doesn't even know who the kid was that gave him the blood. Our Smith Smithers tells him. He says the Simpsons are going to get a nice gift in the mail. I a did notice very that, nice gift in the mail. I did notice... Very nice indeed. The nameplate on his desk said M. Burns, not C.M. Burns. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it said C.M. Burns, but I was... Maybe just for this one shot, I d- it seriously said M. Burns. Okay. Just an editing I'm probably error. seriously wrong. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure. We're going to events. get 33 screenshots of that number <laughs> plate. Going, what are you talking about? Thanks, everybody that wrote in, by the way, telling us that it was the dog punching Homer from yeah, Dog of Death. That we couldn't remember of Homer. How many people told us? It was great. I was like, yeah, people well, actually care. Yeah. And, 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 and it's such a great photo. That's the other thing with that one. <laughs> So everyone was like, you know, this is one you're talking about. And every time it got sent through, I would look at it and go, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every single time. And I like that everyone starts a message off with, now you've probably heard this a million yeah. times, but we don't care. We like to hear from you all. Yeah. So. And if everyone assumed they've heard it a million times, I won't send it, then no one would have sent it. And exactly. we would have been sitting here a week later going, why the fuck hasn't anyone told us? <laughs> is anyone listening? Exactly. Is that why we've only had 12 downloads this week? Hmm. So Homer received... That's, some- beca- <laughs> Sorry, that's because a lot of my products had to go into the Apple Store. So there's, I bought like 3,500 computers just to, oh, just to bump our sense. numbers up. Yes. Mm. So Homer receives the mail, uh, f- calls the family to the yard, because wants all the neighbours to see. Yeah. He's going to receive it. <laughs> Somewhere where the neighbours can see. Yes. <laughs> and we get the... Lisa, dim the lights. No, turn on more lights. But do something. Yes, Dad. Lisa just turns on the sprinklers. Yeah. It's like... It's such a beautiful plume of water just rainbowing, like arcing perfectly over the family. It's very well framed. Whoever, I think it's obviously Silverman, whoever directed that scene, amazing. Mm. It's just, how do you think of that stuff? (laughs) You know? That's, yeah. Lisa, do something. Turns on the sprinkler. Who thinks to write that? And the sound effect of the sprinkler is so great as well. And and it sets up the joke for when they realise that it's not anything. Yeah. It's just no no words spoken. (laughs) The sprinkler represents how disheartened they all are. So deflating. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so good. Anyway, so as we said, he thinks it might be a check, but it's not a check. Mm -hmm. It's just a card. There must be something in the card. Don't worry, it might have instructions. Yes. Nope. It's just a card. No words spoken. They just walk off and leave him with the card. <laughs> Sprinkler turns off. Oh, that was probably just about my favourite scene. And we get a time. great rant from Homer off the back of that. Yeah. Is it some way to show your gratitude? No gold, no diamonds, no ruby, not even a lousy card. Wait a minute, there was a card. That's what got me so mad in the first place. And then that happened to you, where you, you just, you're so angry, you just keep saying shit, and you don't realise what you're saying. You're like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. I don't care. I'm still fucking angry. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a fairly level-headed person, so mostly I don't. I can't imagine you screaming. Have you ever had a screaming hissy fit since being married? Uh, not since being married, no. I Having grown up with teenage daughters... I can imagine you... Uh, like, daughter, fuck, sisters. Having grown up with teenage sisters. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, having grown up with teenage sisters, there have definitely been moments where all reason went out the window because I just could not you understand how to get through to them. I, I, I've got a set of lungs on me. Like I don't like to really yell very often, but when I need to, I can cut through a room. Yeah. Next time, KFC, because you got KFC tonight. <laughs> 
They got you ordered on Next drinks. time they screw my order up. And it was Mitch's sister that had to give it, it to was, him. It was, and because of that, I didn't want to kick up a fuss. You should do it next time. <laughs> I go. have no sister. <laughs> <laughs> Just create a scene. It'd be amazing. It'd be really fun because I was in the drive-thru if you were at the counter and you just see a burger go flying through the air sideways. <laughs> Poof, stick on the wall. Uh, you must promise to do that one day. All right. Okay. So Marge is trying to reason with Homer and saying, you know, the whole reason we did this was to save someone's life. Homer's like, Marge, you're my wife and I love you very much, but you're living in a world of make-believe with flowers and bells and leprechauns and magic frogs with funny little hats. Yeah, Mom, we got hoes. Homer's first kind of fairy voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that he's, what's the word? Uh, patronizing Marge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it reminds it's me. not of, as good as the future. Oh, I'm making people happy. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the, it's Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Marge is right though, but sadly, it's just not reality. You know, the majority of people would do this, not because they want something rich, but they do it with the incentive, hoping they're going to get something out the of it. The majority would. Although, can I brag about myself quickly? When have you ever stopped? It's true. I bought an old man a coffee today. How much? Small? Uh, four, four, I, I don't even know. Didn't ask for the details. I was walking down the street and he asked if I could spare $2 for him to be able to get a coffee because he already had $2 and he needed four. I had no I had no physical money on me. So I said, I'm really sorry, but I can't help. And then I got like five steps down and I did that thing where I could feel a camera close up on my face from somewhere. <laughs> and I looked wistfully off into the distance. And then I thought, you know what? I can do better. So I turned back to him. I walked back up and I went, look, I'll tell you what. I can't give you money. Uh, where were you planning on going for coffee? And he said somewhere that was a really long way away. And he said, I'm not walking that far. But right across the road is a cafe. Let me go buy you a coffee there. I took him in. I sat him down. I found out his name. I went up to the waitress. I said, his name was John. I said, John, what would you like? He said, a cappuccino. I said, please get my friend John a cappuccino. Make sure you look after him. Paid for it. And I went about my day. Did he smile and wave? He gave me an uncomfortably long handshake. He didn't want to let go. <laughs> How long are we talking? I reckon it was borderline seven seconds. What happens if you go there tomorrow? It was like three firm pumps. Yeah. And then just this hold and looking into my eyes. It's like I'm envisioning like, you know when two wrestlers do the handshake and then one of them pulls them in close, like real tense. Yeah. <laughs> it was similar. Yeah, but slightly more loving and tender. I, I got to say, I felt great. If you're listening to this, go buy an old man a coffee. No, well done, man. Well, what would you do, though, if tomorrow you rock up and he's asking somebody else? And all of his coffee? old friends are there. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably like a bag like, of seagulls. Exactly. It's like when you throw one... Oh, you we have to share out. with all of our international listeners. I'll save this for the end of the podcast because yeah. it's unrelated to anything. But the uh, the great seagull story of Melbourne trains. I it's a, it's a little story. tease for when we get to the end. Even I don't know this story. Okay. You're going to love it. <laughs> okay, then. Anyway, back to what we're talking about. So, Homer won't be reasoned with... Demands that Bart dictate a letter. Yes. And I like his Bart, take down a letter. Of all people, it would be the worst handwriting in the house. I just like the... <laughs> I promised my boy one simple thing. Lots of bridges. And that man broke my promise. Well, I've had it! So then, as you said, yeah, it gets Bart to dictate. It's the other way around now, because Burns was getting Smithers to dictate. Yeah. Now, I, do you think that's meant to be a, a joke? In a that little sense? bit of a, a parallel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think it's a nice bonding moment with Bart, too. Yeah. Bart helps him think of words. Read that know? last part back to me. Yeah. You stink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then Marge talks Homer out of posting the letter. And I, for some reason, must have got this confused. You know the episode where he puts his foot down? Yeah, right. I think I got the confused because I don't remember him being talked out of it. 
I thought that he did post a letter despite Marge's pleas. Yeah, okay, gotcha. I completely forgot that. And then she, it's, that's another nice moment between uh, Homer and Marge. Yeah. That, oh, all right. You always do that hand thing. And it usually works. Does Ash have a, a way of getting you to do things? Like uh, like a winning you over? Like no. a look in her face or... A, I know when she gives you the don't you stop talking uh, face, <laughs> yeah. you stop talking. That's when I stop talking. That's because yeah. I know I'm about to get much worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Nic- I have Nicola's. Um, Nicola has the face. It's the p- people at home can't see, it, but it's this. And I'm like, Ooh. yeah. No, I I get that. Like, if it's uh, so, I was thinking of playing golf this weekend, and then I'll get like this little sad kind of pout. And a lot of the time, okay. I'll, I'll yeah. A lot of the time, and it's maybe like ten percent of the time. I don't want people to get the idea that I don't get to go out and play golf almost whenever I want to. But yeah, she will have already be some. Uh, I was going to go to the movies tonight. And she's like, oh. But I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> for my, me, Nicola's the, oh, really? Mm. It's just like, I'm like, oh, now I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I reckon women do it to men more than men do it to women. Oh, we probably do it, just don't realise percent of the time that women are like, so I was going to the movies. All right. <laughs> Is dinner, like, sorted or? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm getting pizza anyway. Yeah. Cool. See ya. <laughs> See ya. I don't hold Nicola back from anything. Yeah. I couldn't anyway. Yeah. So Homer dreams of choking burns and it then turns into pouring syrup on pancakes, wakes up, he's chewing the pillow. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, I've never woken not, up. Not chewing your pillow, pillow, but. Fuck, that's funny though. Yeah. That's such a like, funny Ugh. joke. Yeah. Because like, it's for strangling the pillow. Yes. Like, the fact that he's just taking out whatever he's dreaming about on his pillow is hilarious. Uh, have you ever done something in your dream and woke up when you were doing it? See, I'm not this ashamed to admit. This happened to me two days ago. I'm not ashamed to admit. I used to wet the bed until I was like 14. Ooh. I, was, I would wet. I would piss my pants or p- take a piss in my sleep in the dreams. And okay, you wake up in a wet bed. Yeah. Wow. It sucks, man. We're going to have to <laughs> d- deep dive into that at a later date. <laughs> um, no, I w- the other day I had a dream where I was giving a dog a piggyback, like a golden retriever for whatever reason. You're giving a dog a piggyback? Yeah. How does like, that work? What, on your knees? or No, you- I was walk- it had jumped up and I was walking. It was like a fireman type thing. How does a dog get a piggyback? It was a dream. I'm not okay. bound by the rules of physics. That is true. But uh, so, like, his paws were over my shoulder, and then I woke up, and my dog was spooning me with both of his paws on my shoulder. Uh, have you ever had a dog licking you, and it woke you up, and you were thinking of something else, and you this uh, could get into dangerous dirty territory here? <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> we already have the explicit tag on iTunes, but I feel like this will push it into, <laughs> into areas we need not visit. Yes. Moving along swiftly on The Simpsons, then. Oh, okay. So then we get the next day where Bart mails the letter. Yes, well, he's posted the letter. Homer's looking for the letter. You can't find it. Bart has posted it. Yeah. Why did you do that? Dad, there were things in the letter that had to be said, and I know you. You're an emotional guy. Just because you were mad last night is no guarantee you'd be mad in the morning, so I think... Are you mad in the morning? (laughs) Homer, you encouraged him. You should be strangling yourself. (laughs) She's right. (laughs) Did you notice the animation of the kitchen here? No. Was the kitchen is drawn like the table sort of out of the way and the kitchen is drawn a hell of a lot bigger. And I feel like it was done deliberately to kind of highlight just how much looking because you see more cupboards that are open and overturned and all that sort of stuff. Okay, yeah. They do that a couple of times in this episode. Mm. Later when they get the giant head in, the archway is like three times as wide. It's 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 just enough to show that the box would have fit through it because realistically that box would not have been able to get in that laundry room. Yeah. Anyway, do you think that Bart knew that Homer wasn't going to post the letter? I don't get it. That's yeah. So he knew that Homer wasn't going to post it, so he posted it anyway. But or he, he felt that it deserved to be posted. That's what. I, yeah, I didn't know whether that was the way it was meant to be, though. So mm. Bart deliberately fucked things up. <laughs> yeah. Well, he pretty much says as much. 
yeah. saying that you're an emotional guy and we, you know, I knew that there was a chance that you wouldn't be angry, but I feel like the letter needed to be said. Yeah. So I've taken the liberty to send it for you. So they go back to get the letter. And apparently this is based on an episode of The Honeymooners, Letter to the Boss, yeah. according or, to the Wikipedia page. Well, they mention that, but they actually say it's not necessarily based on that. It's more that they were like... It's similar. This is something that's been done in a lot of TV shows. Yes, okay. It's like Costanza trying to slip his boss a Mickey. Yes. That thing of like, you try to take revenge on a boss, then something happens, you go, holy shit, but you've already said it You want to take it back, yeah. yeah. Why don't they just wait for the mailman to arrive and explain, can we take this letter back? That's a damn good question. And even up to the point... Where the male lady had caught them, still probably could have gone, okay, well, look, can you just take this one out for me? But yeah. panics like a child and just runs off. <laughs> Before she arrives, though, uh, Homer's kicking the mailbox. We get the funny line from Barney. Hey, I'm with you, Homer. Fight the power! Well, obviously, this is the, um, it's the where's my spy camera, male lady. Yeah. Now, Bart refers to her as the male man. I don't know, but in America, are the male women referred to male men? Like, do, if we have female postmen, do we call them postmen here or postwomen? I've never really thought about it. Because he says the male man's here, the male man's here. Well, but Australia, it's obviously- Australia's just a postie. Postie, yeah. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. Just get shortened. But would, would, are they technically a postman? Like, what would they put in their occupation on their resume? Postwoman? I've never heard that term before. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I've just the, literally never thought about it. Yeah. As Bart just said, for all the mailman's the, For here. all of the talk about how there needs to be fire women or, yeah. or firefighters, not fireman, yeah. or, or even in cricket. Like, hey, what, batters, do you, rather what do you batters. say? Male deliverer? Uh, courier? Courier? Courier. Courier could work. Male. It'd be like nowadays, it would be end-to-end male coordinator. End-to-end male coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Male. M-A-I-L. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were getting another sexist joke in. No. <laughs> no, that was more like a, you know, like when you're fluffing a resume. So at least. Like at instead l- of just mailman yeah. or, or post office. Yeah. yeah. Cutting to Mr. Burns. Now, he's hired a ghostwriter to tell his story. Yeah. He feels he's worthy of a biography because he was sick for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone um, needs to hear the story. Yes, fires him immediately. Now, apparently, the name of the book, which uh, was the, the writer, he's apparently released a book already called Like Hell I Can't, was a play on the title of Sammy, David Jun- Sammy Davis Jr.'s autobiography, Yes, I Can. Mm. Never read the book? I'm sure it's amazing. Just to point out as well, the, the reason that he's fired is... Yeah, why was that? So, he, his first question, it's like he's a ghostwriter, he's written all this, blah, blah, blah. The first question, have you ever had sex with any famous people? And Burns falls for, for a second and, and just gets, well, the Countess von Zeppelin and I. Yeah. Now... Any idea who the Countess von Zeppelin is? No idea. Straight over my head. This is another ability to kind of work in just how old Mr. Burns is, but okay. she is the daughter of Ferdinand von Zeppelin, who was the inventor of the Zeppelin. Countess von Zeppelin was slightly famous or in the public eye because she tried to zo- sue the band Led Zeppelin for the use of the name. Really? Yeah. Then they had a dinner or a lunch. She was invited over to lunch. It was a rather amicable- With Led Zeppelin. With Led Zeppelin. It was an amicable dinner. She walked out. Everything was fine. But then tensions again flared after she saw the proposed cover for their album, which was, of course, the very famous one of the yeah. Zeppelin crashing down. And then what happened? Uh, well, I, There was no moral to the story, Brendan. Just, just, just a bunch of things that happened. Led Zeppelin <laughs> made a shitload of money and did heaps of drugs. And she went off and slept with Mr. Burns for comfort, I yes, suppose. that is true. This scene is then followed by the classic, the one that everyone knows, the episode four. Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, Mr. Burns. Uh, what's your first name? I don't know. Why is Homer doing a voice? I mean, outside of the fact that it's hilarious. That, that is very true. I've never really he's thought about it. He's there in person. It's like, not like he's calling on the phone. <laughs> he's gone, I won't have a disguise, but I'll do a silly voice. Hello. It's not that funny. 
Like it's it's it's, it's all very, in the delivery. It's very very. See, when I was watching it when it started here. I was like, oh good, I love this scene. And then when it finished, I was like, eh. Like, it's funny. But he's so sure that it'll work. And he's so confident, even with, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's confident by that point. I think he's, he's just still like, Ooh. fairly confident. I think it's the, oh my. He's still trying. <laughs> it's the fool trying to sound sophisticated. Yes. It's, which is always funny. Yeah. And then, nice plan, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Bart's fault. And then we get to uh, back to Lisa. Again, like a second appearance in the episode, or the third, because we got the sprinkler. That was her defining yep. moment for the episode. Yep. Teaching Maggie about the dodecahedron. Dodecahedron. I just feel they could have done more of Lisa in this episode. Like, do you think that needed to have that? Do they really need to have her teach Maggie this stuff? What else are they going to do in that small period of time, though? And what could they have dropped in the episode to be able to fit more of her in? Like, this is an episode that doesn't have a subplot, which is fairly rare. Most of the time, most of the last few episodes have had an A and a B plot, whereas this is purely main storyline. I do like that when she's saying that, Homer says, Lisa, Day doesn't know what you're doing, but I'm trying to worry. Yeah, that was a very (laughs) funny line. So, Homer sneaks in to try and get the mail out of Burns' office at mm-hmm. 7.02, because there's 28 minutes spare. Yep. Burns is already there, catches him in the act, gives yep. him his name. Another Funny line, by the way, where Burns comes in with what looks like a dagger. Can I help you? Ah! Oh, don't be frightened of this. It's nothing but a letter opener. Which is obviously what Homer would be terrified of. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. good work. So, th- also, we get a, um, an inner monologue as well. Don't tell him. Give him a fake name. Homer Simpson. Don't. Now... This is another thing. This is the last nitpick for the whole episode. Couldn't Homer have just said, I didn't write it? Mm. It's not his handwriting. True. Last nitpick. Last nitpick. But if I was going to write scripts, that, that's the kind of stuff that I would think about and it would bother me and I wouldn't Are you going to believe that though? You've read that letter from someone that's offended you and then that person has gone, oh, I didn't even write it. I, Despite how much... Being pers- the ultimate liar that I am, I would say I whinged about it to, my, to a few of my friends. They've obviously told people and the person thought it would be funny to pull a prank. Mm. It's Mr. Burns. It's the, <laughs> it's, the lo- it's the least reasonable man in Springfield. I don't know. It just it just popped into my head. That's Good luck, it. but I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so he reads the letter, Homer gets thrown out. Yeah. Well, before he does, I like how touched... Like, Simpson, you have made my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'll be going then. Oh, hello, there's more. <laughs> it's just, and then he gets to, he repeats the line, you smell like an elephant's butt, and, yeah. which in the cold light of day is not as funny. No. And here's where I need to segue quickly. Have you ever had a letter go wrong or an email or anything along those lines? As in shouldn't have sent a text message or something? Something like that, yes. Something you've said. It's happened a few times. Maybe you thought it was funny. You, maybe you'd overreacted. I have. I can't remember the exact reason, but that's why if I'm going to write back a... If I'm having a bit of a debate with somebody about something, yeah. if I'm going to write back a constructed response, yeah. I type it in my notepad first and then copy-paste it. Yeah, right. So, I don't okay. send it by accident halfway finished or whatever. Right. See, I have four examples. I've written down three. T- t- tell us at home. If you're listening, this has happened to you. Send us a message on the Facebook page. Yeah, because these are going to well. be some really cringeworthy stories. Yes. And we're going to be doing a wrap-up episode of all of season two yeah. um, sh- shortly. And this will be really good to include in a few of those. I've had one that I won't go into because I, c- I wanted to read the whole email out word for word. But basically, I typed this really condescending. It started as it was going to be like two lines of just a little bit funny teasing someone else at work. Like a guy that I was kind of friends with, a little bit of good-natured Australian, you know. Taking the piss, mate. Yeah. But then it turned in, as I started typing, like the creative side of me just got a hold and I just kept typing and typing and typing. Before you had it, I had like a paragraph and a half, purely like this scathing, cynical criticism of all of his flaws. You're (laughs) scum between my toes. And and I got to all of it and I went, you know what? That's too much. I shouldn't send this. So I grabbed my mouse and I went up 
it was a wireless mouse Did and, you, I, and I went up to go close or like file um, exit or whatever and the thing slipped and I clicked send oh, and I just no. went <gasps> oh god <laughs> did it end with and you smell funny close <laughs> So I panicked so instantly on the phone, and then uh, where the, the office he was in was engaged. I'm like shit, 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 shit. So, but I finally got on it. It was like Steve, Steve, have you checked your emails? So I was like, no. I've gone. All right. There's going to be one sitting there from me. I just want to provide some context. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can he, what was bad about it? Were you putting him down because of his fat? Mass- no, 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 nothing because he was fat. It was just. But he is fat. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of in. I was insulting his performance and insinuating that he would not be far off performance. Sexual performance? No, no, no. Just performance at work. <laughs> um, uh, but um, it, it was a, it was it was textmark bullying, like or textbook bullying. Like it would have been the thing that had HR got hold of that, I'd have been in so much fucking trouble. It's, it's kind of like you can't bully someone. Not bully, but you can't call someone out for something they're genuinely bad at. Like, yeah. For example, if someone's fat, you don't make fat jokes at them. If they're not fat, it's okay to make fat jokes at them because yeah. they know they're not fat. Yeah. But you, like, obviously, this guy. Why I'm assuming- it's fine for you to make jokes about me having a small dick? Oh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I'm assuming this guy mustn't have been very good at his job, and there must have been trouble that, or chances he's going to get in trouble for management, which is why you probably shouldn't have sent that email. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a few home truths. Yes. <laughs> you just spoke from the heart. Yeah. I had another one that's Simps- half Simpsons related in another job where. Someone had sent out... I was working for a fairly big company and someone had sent an email to the whole company by mistake. Like, they'd CC'd in the wrong email group and it went everywhere. And it was this really petty kind of personal email. And everyone in my floor was like, who the fuck is this guy and why have we all got this thing? So, I thought I'd be a little bit clever by hitting reply all and sending a photo of Jasper saying... Sending personal emails out to the whole company. That's a paddling. Yeah. Sent that off. <laughs> I'm, I'm hilarious. <laughs> Not thinking about the fact that in a company with 8,000 odd employees and a fairly high rotation rate, there's going to be a lot of dead inboxes out there and a lot of full inboxes out there. So, I spent the next 40 minutes getting nothing but oh. receipt failed emails come flooding into my inbox, which eventually crashed my inbox. <laughs> And then more and more people replying all. And again, uh, manager just taps on the shoulder and come, we're going to need to have a word, please. <laughs> uh, and the final... Oh, actually, sorry. No, two more. Two more. Just, just, But these are quick. One, if you Google Mitch Grinter, you will find a fantastic email exchange that I've had with someone who believes that the earth is the center of the universe. I'm going to Google right now. Continue. What's okay. the next one? Uh, the next one was... Now, this is about the elephant's butt thing. Yeah. I had a friend who was... Uh, going off on maternity leave. She was about to have a kid. So, everyone was like, you know, good luck on your birth. Oh, it's a miracle. You're going to have a beautiful baby. Like, all of that sort of stuff. So, all like flowery, lovely language. I thought I'd try to be a little bit funny. I was fairly good friends with this person. I'd known them for a very long time, but we did work together. I chose to describe it thusly. I said, um, good luck with the vaginal passing of the little person inside of you. <laughs> okay? That was all. Just thought it was funny. And I figured, I figured by that point... <laughs> You have had what so much. Continue. <laughs> I am leaving this in, by the way. We're going to discuss this in a minute. Mitch is, Mitch is befuddled by what I've just found on Google. It says here, Mitch Grinter, right? <laughs> it said... Dando's gone to... Mitch Grinter, uh, star now. I googled Mitch Grinter like you told me to. Yeah, whilst well, you were talking, it says, Mitch Grinter is an actor and model based in Victoria, Australia. There was a time where I may have done one or two you, Look at the photos. Shoots. Look at the photos. <laughs> that, that is going on Facebook. That is going on Facebook. You have your sleeves rolled up, your, your collar up, 
well, you, could, we'll you shirt tucked into the front to try and get as much crotch ha- stuff we'll happening. Certainly get a few more fans if we do put it up on yeah, Facebook. It's like, it's like a poor man's Superman's pose. It's great. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, this is going straight on Facebook. Poor man's. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. Right, everyone has to go to starnow.com.au slash Twitter. <laughs> This is for the outtakes. No, no it's not. Continue. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, vaginal passing of the, of the small person inside yeah. you. I thought by that point that enough people would have looked at your vagina, spoken about your vagina, poked around, been inside your vagina, that you would be fairly kind of numb to references to your vagina. But, ho, 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 I thought wrong. No. I misunderstood the hormones of a woman who was two months away from having something come out of her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I said, in my head, as I typed it, vaginal. Didn't sound all that bad. I get dragged. It reads bad. I get dragged. It does read bad. I understand that. I get dragged into HR's office. Do you think that's funny? The vaginal passing. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yes. <laughs> when you say it that way, it's a little funny. And what happened? Did you get in trouble? A uh, slap on the wrist, luckily. Um, it was one of those things of don't be fucking stupid. You could lose your job over something like that. It's borderline sexual harassment. I was like, I wasn't. They, they, they took me at face value and they understood that I was in no way trying to be sleazy or creepy. I was just trying to be funny and it was a misjudged email. Yep. Now, yeah. the reason I actually told people to Google me is because you'll get to <laughs> geocentrism discussion with Mitch Grinter. Now, for whatever reason, part three is what links first. But there's a guy there who I decided to take to task over emails a few years ago, and then he was kind enough to post all of those uh, threads <laughs> online, and it makes me look like a genius, because in that, he contends that you can go faster than the speed of light. So, okay, so just Google Mitch Grinter. It's about three calls of the way down. Check it out. Geocentrism? Yeah. Okay. Check it out. They are You'll all also find of a my... video of Mitch Grinter's stand-up comedy from 2011. Yeah, there's a bunch of stolen jokes in that. <laughs> <laughs> you I hadn't, you should, I really hadn't, shouldn't have brought up Google Mitch Grinter. I hadn't done stand-up for a while, and I needed to fill like six minutes, so there's about two minutes of stolen material. I'm going to Google Brendan Dando just to see if anything about comes up. I so already I tried. Of me? Yeah. What comes up? Not much. Uh, Twitter, 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 podcast, podcast, moviepilot.com, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. It's just all social media. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Anyway, moving along swiftly. I'm going to leave that. That's going to be my desktop background, that photo. <laughs> it's so good. It's not in landscape. It's not going to work. I'm going to be posting that. Where can we post it? Or I'll post it. You're not after... posting it anywhere. <laughs> that photo is case. <laughs> I'm deactivating this page. Yeah, I'm going to save it quickly. So I can remember what my login is. <laughs> Start now. Oh, getting back to The Simpsons, that was a long detour. All right, getting back. Much like the episode, this is just a long act one for our podcast. (laughs) Burns is outraged, or he gets home and kicked out, and this is where we find out that the bodyguard's name is um, Joey. And I like Joey. Yeah, he seems nice. Mm. Hey, come on, Joey. You have to twist my arm? Homer, I don't tell you how to do your job, okay? Burns is outraged. Smithers gets him to sign a pink slip, and then Burns says, I want him beaten to a pulp as well. Well, first, it's... It's a nice bait and switch again that you think Burns is going to be sympathetic here. It's strange. I've just ripped away this man's livelihood yeah. and yet I feel strangely empty. And you feel like he's realised what how terrible yeah. this is. But no, it's normally that he gets a kick out of doing it. Have him beaten to a pulp. Yes, it's similar to the, the Homer talking to Linny and Carl where he's like, what are you guys doing here? Is a, ma- a man's yeah. sick. There's, there's money to be made, you know? Yeah. So even, but even Smithers is concerned by this point. But as we said, I thought he was just concerned for Homer's well-being. It's not so much that it is he's a wreck because he knows that the right thing to do is to actually give Homer something because Homer did save his... Well, Homer didn't, Homer's, Bart did. Yeah, but again, Homer like it was the happen. family. Homer got it going. And for Smithers, there's nothing bad that you can do. No. Like, this is the guy that he loves, and he would have been gone. 
were it not for Homer. I did like the animation of Smithers just being a wreck. It's very similar to like uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2. Yeah. When he's just got the, the five o'clock shadow and whatnot. Yeah, the stubble coming through was very cool and great writing if th- like in threes with that scene. of like. You know Homer Simpson? Yeah, nice guy. Play poker with him once in a while. Mm-hmm. We um, need him beaten up. You got it. Wait. What is it? Uh, beat, but don't kick. Hold the kicks. Got it. Wait. What? Uh, um... Um, hey, what did homie do anyway? He saved Mr. Burns' life! And that's where I was like, ah, oh, Smithers is not bad. Smithers yeah. ain't bad in this episode. Yeah. And the fact that Smithers then has the balls to go back to Burns yeah, and admits. confront him is like, I love the uh, the bidding didn't take place. What? Well, that's a hell of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he makes Mr. Burns realise that you shouldn't be getting home and beaten to a pulp. He, yeah. really, he, he wrote a bad letter, but he didn't do anything wrong. He saved your life, or he yeah. helped save your life. There's a good uh, bit of animation in this as well, again, where they have yeah. the lightning strike to emphasize Burns when he calls him Judas. Oh, yeah. Like, I called yeah. it off. Judas! <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. Uh, Homer's at Moe's at this point. You get a prank call. Moe's Tavern, where do you leave me to drink? Uh, yeah, hello. Is Mike there? Last name, Rotch. Hold on, I'll check. My crotch! My crotch! Hey, has anybody seen my crotch lately? <laughs> now, when he said Mike, does it make me a bad person that I thought the next name was going to be Hunt? Uh... No, but it certainly would never have gotten away with that on commercial television. <laughs> I know, but for some reason I'm like, oh, oh, wait a minute, no, of course it can't be Hunt. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a footballer slash rugby player in Australia called Carmichael Hunt, and I remember when he was fir- he changed codes and started playing NFL, <laughs> yeah. and I remember a whole bunch of commentators like talking about how they were like, whoa, <laughs> we're going to have to be very careful with this. <laughs> so then Smithers and Mr. Burns go shopping. I love Smithers with the banjo. Mm. He can rock a banjo. Can he what? The look on his face. He loves it. He would play the shit out of Deliverance. <laughs> then they get a pool table. Now, a pool table would have been a great gift. A pool table, a bit, yeah. Burns That's is too high for Luton. Yes. And then they look at in the window, something, he's like, oh, Mr. Burns, that costs $32,000. And you think, holy shit, what is this? It must be amazing. bring me down with your price taggery. Uh, so, the Simpsons family cut to him at home. Uh, Mr. Burns arrives with a gift. Another Mr. Burns, like, it's your boss. Ah! Homer yeah. hides behind something. Very similar to... um. Oh, what is it? Every Homer time vers- that Burns has come over. Homer so versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. Yeah, I suppose yeah. every time he comes over, you're right. Yeah, brush with greatness. He does it as well. The archway is drawn a lot bigger to emphasize this is how they got the box in because yeah. a lot of people wrote in the Facebook page. You're like, how did they get the box in there? So, well, they just changed the shape of the house. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what they're allowed <laughs> to do the when it's animated cartoons. Show. Yes. So he gives Homer the book. Will there ever be a rainbow? Completely yep. forgot about that. What a great name. I know. With the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> and then hands by the crowbar. Sorry, the other thing that I... Just when Burns is writing, I love Burns using his anachronistic language and I'm a big fan of, A, the quill pen, but also chapter the fifth. Yes. Yeah. All books should have that. Not chapter <laughs> the, three, chapter the third. The end. Uh, so he gives Bart a crowbar. Bart thinks that's the present. He's mm. happy with the crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> and he opens the box, turns out to be the Olmec head. I had no idea what an Olmec head was. I still don't know. I didn't Google it. Uh, no, but they were an actual civilization, I believe. Okay. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Now, to me, shit present. <laughs> <laughs> if someone rocked up, I wouldn't take it. What does it do? Whatever it does, it's doing it right now. <laughs> I did like that. I've got it written here that either they animated the cat asleep on top of it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Just a little and subtle piece of animation. Yeah, because cats like to be high up. Yeah, there's like that's exactly what that's your cat would truth, do. Truth about cats. Yes. <laughs> I like that Maggie is smart enough to pick up the Aztec card as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, slightly wrong, but still. I don't like that. I don't like that they make Maggie a baby genius. I don't mind it, because she gets no credit for it ever. She does. It's just... When they, when they talk to her, as if she's, like, the same age as the, as the other kids, and she responds to them with... Like, they'll say, 
Maggie, where they go? And she'll go, she'll point uh, whatever. And I'm like, later eh. episodes, yeah, but early episodes, she gets no credit for it at all. It's just this thing that happens in the background. Yeah, at this point, it's still a, a running gag. ignored, yeah. Well, I think it's in like Bart the Genius where she says E equals MC squared at the start yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and it ends with Marge trying to find the moral of the story. And there is none. I think that was the writers taking the piss that every sitcom has to have a moral ending. Well, it was also part of, they questioned Alan. He couldn't remember exactly on this. Yeah. But he was like, I think what had happened is that we had another ending that didn't work. So, then we had to come up with this very, very quickly. I'd love to, I think Al Jim would be the man to interview. Just love to know, like, what the other ending was because I think he would remember it. Mm. You said he seems like he, he remembers time, everything. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to interview Al Jean. Yeah, give us an hour with Al. We want just an hour, just an hour, just an any hour. hour. I don't care what hour it is. We'll get up at two three in the morning. We yep. don't mind. It'll be amazing. So, final thoughts on the episode. Not for me. It wasn't the funniest, but it was a great season ending. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's it's still very very funny, very very sharp, and very polished. Uh, very polished comedy writing. Like this yep. is less about trying to make you feel anything. This is just about trying to make you laugh for 22 minutes. And it does a pretty good job of it. It makes the most out of nothing. Yeah. And there's some great direction throughout as well and good animation. Like, the dream sequences have got good lighting. Um, even Burns signing the letter and, the, like, there's the purplish shadows being cast off the fire. Like, they play around with a lot of fire different scenes. good. Yeah. Um, the fact that they went to the effort of animating the back of the power plant that you never see before. With the whole, At what point is that? It was when he's when the um, goon is taken home around. Ah, he's yeah, got his course, arm twisted, yeah. he's sort of walking through the power grid and that sort of thing. Like, there's still a lot visually that goes on in this episode that's pretty good. What did we learn, Palmer? Now, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? I learned that in case of a minor radiation leak, it is wise to roll up your windows. <laughs> I learned that Bart is allergic to glow-in-the-dark monster makeup. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's very important to know. Yes, <laughs> which is a shame given his love for Halloween. Time for some trivia now. Yes. Now, I've got uh, two questions. Okay, good. I had, like, one fact that you've already actually pointed out, I just realised. So okay, what one was the question? Oh, it was just that thing about Harry missing the table read. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yep. I've got, what is the licence plate number of the blood bank van? Uh, no. Plasma 1. Okay. Very, very wise. If it's visual like that, then, again, this is not the episode for yeah, me. Yeah, because you're listening because to it. Because I was yeah. looking at real license plates while I was watching. <laughs> We've got um, one sent in from Luke Nash as well. Oh, okay. He says, what is Mr. Burns' address? It appears twice, and he sent me a screenshot, so I can actually read it out to you. Okay. Have, no, we've already covered this, haven't we? Mr. Burns' actual address. Uh, that's a different address to what it was earlier. Okay, so he's the letter that... Homer sends out. He writes Springfield wrong. He says Springfield. I'm Springfield. looking at the screenshot here. It's where and field is F E I L D. Yes. If you want, if you, yeah, it's actually see you you would not even see that unless you freeze framed. It's yeah. just a funny, very funny joke that Homer or Bart couldn't even spell Springfield properly. Yeah. But basically, if you go to the scene where Bart is posting the letter into the mail, yeah. if you freeze frame it, you'll be able to see what I'm looking at now. It says Mr. M Burns. Is that 100 or 1,000? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's like 100, but then there's another small zero. It's almost yes. like 100 degrees. Yeah, Mammon Lane Spring. Filed, um, OT. Is that what it says? I don't know. Looks the, like OT. The, the states. The states sort of seems a bit funny. States obviously blurred. Yes. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, hundred. I'm going to say hundred. Mammon Lane. Apparently, yeah. So, but earlier on, we find out that Burns was living on the corner of two different streets, and they were two different Greek. Oh, they weren't Greek. Oh, I think they were like two different. Oh, kings. that was but versus Thanksgiving. When yeah. He tries to steal the pie. I forget yeah. the names off the top of my head. I can't yeah. remember. But yeah, you, I remember you did some really good research for that. I did, <laughs> and it's all gone. Yes. <laughs> and they've changed it anyway, so it wasn't even canon. And did you have? Did you not get any questions? You said you I do have one question. Okay. Yes. So, uh, who were the dignitaries? There were two two people named uh, dignitaries at the commissioning of the power plant sign. No idea. There was uh, Chief Wiggum 
and Archbishop McGee. Ah, I can remember Chief Wiggum. <laughs> Who the fuck's Archbishop, Archbishop <laughs> McGee? <laughs> McGee's the best name for like just I know. a fake name. Yeah. McGee. McGee is a brilliant name, and I feel like that's all the writers have done. They're like, I don't know, we need something. When Archbishop they, McGee. I always say like Bitch McGee for someone I don't Bitch like. Bitch McGee. <laughs> it's just something McGee. <laughs> something about MC. Mc, like is a funny Yeah, it's thing. the Mick. Yeah, yeah. L. Jean was actually saying about uh, a punchline that he wrote for Johnny Carson. That was, I don't remember the context, but it was just Bitch McNuggets. <laughs> and he said that like he wrote it, and the writers were like, that makes no sense. He's like, don't worry, it's funny, trust me. And then the head writer was like, I don't know what this means, but I'm putting it in. And, um, and Johnny was like, what the hell is this? And he's like, don't worry, just say it. So it was like, he comes out and was like, and, uh, and Bitch McNuggets. And he just gets this massive laugh throughout the entire audience <laughs> for no reason at all. It's just a funny sounding word. And Al Jean's on the side of the stage, and Johnny just gives him the nod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gives him a little thump. Yeah. yeah. Mailbag time. Mailbag. 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 Uh, A number of things that have been sent in to us this week in the mailbag. We've actually got... Look, um, we've had more questions than I have time for in this episode. So, don't stress if your question is not read out. Uh, We will be getting to them and they've all been saved. It's almost to the point that I feel like... We haven't done it yet, but we may need to create an email address just for mailbag. Well, we do have one. If you, I think the best way now to get your question read out is to send us an email because they get confused and mixed and lost amongst all the it's, other messages we getting, get. Yeah, there's so much coming through on Facebook with people like lots sending lots. through different news stories and, and photos and all that sort of they stuff. Want us to share. Or just people saying they love the show and whatnot, but there's yeah. no question. So, if you want a question asked or answered on the show, yeah. four-finger discount at outlook.com. The biggest issue with Facebook is that I can't move it into a different folder or anything like yeah. that. Like, the conversation is just there. So, yeah, four-finger discount at outlook.com and subject mailbag. Would be perfect. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find it anyway. So, yeah. if we've only question answered, four-finger discount at outlook.com. From now on, that would be the best way to contact us and ensure that we do get your question. Because there's a few questions, or a couple that we're going to answer today that were uh, asked ages ago, yeah. but we just lost them in the shuffle. Because yeah. just we get so many people sharing us photos saying, hey, can you share this? And I'm like, I'm not sharing a photo of a comic book. Yeah. Like, it's just it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I am going to kick off, though, because you pointed out that uh, there was a comment saying, no, these guys talk too much about themselves yeah. because they didn't listen to more And than we three. did do it a lot, just in spite of that person in this episode. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Fuck criticism. <laughs> uh, but not only that, I'm going to read out someone who loves the bits where we talk about ourselves. Awesome. Philip Westerby. Uh, this is so ego-inflating for myself and self-aggrandizing, but I don't really care. Quick non-Simpsons question. What the hell is chicken salt? I sent him a Wikipedia. He must be way link. back. You can look up. See, chicken salt is also known as seasoned salt. Uh, in other countries. So, that could throw things out a little bit for you. I'm really binge listening to you guys. So, so funny. Pissed myself at Mitch sexually assaulting a school friend on a sleepover by grabbing his todger. Who the hell does that? I remember when you told that story, I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. (laughs) (laughs) It's... uh... I forgot that I'd even told that story. But yeah. anyway, uh, I love the random shit that you lads talk about at the end of the podcast. Keep them just the way they are. You can't be 100% Simpsons all of the time. Exactly. Exactly. It would be boring. Exactly. Anyway. Um, exactly. All right. Question coming in from Aaron Lionel Holland, who has sent through a number that we had missed, and uh, he sent through a couple more bitching that we'd missed them. <laughs> so, I apologise, Aaron. And of the six questions that Aaron has sent in, we're going to kick off with one. Now, firstly, uh, Aaron runs his own podcast called Cinema, Shin- called Cinema Gems, which we'd like to give a little bit of a plug to. Yes. So, uh, that one sounds like it speaks for itself. He's obviously talking about good quality films. Or gems. Or gems. Um, potato ge- <laughs> potato gems eaten at the cinema. The only way to find out is to subscribe and listen. Exactly. <laughs> Be the, the world's first 
food and movie review podcast. Actually, is about eating gems at the cinema. Eating gems. Which cinemas across the country have the best gems? <laughs> or playing like one of those Candy Crush ripoff type games, like Bejeweled or something at the cinema. I think actually Bejeweled came before Candy Crush, but anyway. Or uh, collecting the gems in Sonic whilst at the cinema. Whilst at the cinema. <laughs> It, it could be a litany of things. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, the question though, which of the file photos of Homer on the news is our favourite? Oh. So, when they mention him on the news and the file photo comes The instant one that comes to your mind is a cigarette one in the mouth, obviously. It's really hard to top that one. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just, I'm laughing just thinking of the visual. 200 <laughs> crammed in there. So, because of the fact that that was so good, I had to expand my answer out to just include the like little non-sequitur references to Homer in the paper. And Local Man ruins everything. Is, uh, I don't remember that one. Lookman ruins everything. Frinky, I'll Google it. Frinkyak. Frinkyak. Oh, how good's Frinkyak? Ah, yes. I've just Googled it. Yes, riding the donkey with the American riding flag. Riding the donkey backwards drunk with the American flag <laughs> into a five-tiered cake. Local man loses pants. Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unusually large, ugly baby born. There's actually a lot of funny news. Human blimp sees flying saucer. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots. Uh, well, that deserves like a list a lot of times the it best does. newspaper thing yeah um, but yeah so there you go Aaron uh, now you do have a few more questions but we need to share the love but we will come back to you later I do promise Tom Hoare has also sent through a question that's Hoare H-O-R-E H-O-R-E we are not being insulting <laughs> seeing as that this episode is the last of season 2 what do you think The Simpsons improved on the most in season 2 compared to 1 and which episode are you most looking forward to in season 3 what they did better in season two was develop characters, develop the sub-characters. Yep. I think they gave them more context. For example, Principal Charming. They dedicated whole episodes to the sub-characters. Just, yeah. So they... Well, Fleshed out Springfield. Yeah, yeah. They made it more of a universe. It's yeah. not just about the Simpson family. Yeah. That's that, what I think they did. That's fair. I think the animation became a lot more polished, obviously. Definitely. And not only that, the story structures and episode structures became a lot more polished. Like, apart from, apart from I suppose, the writing and that sort of stuff, but, like, you could watch one in season two... And then watch one from like season twenty six. And if you took out the digital differences of the look, the way the episodes are actually structured, pretty well the same. There's a sense three, of like three act structures: main plot, B plot, yeah, that sort of stuff. To me, there's a sense of confidence in the writing now. They know they can get away with a lot more. Yeah, the season one was just a test. They, they had an air before the, when they were making it. Yeah, it was such like this is the peak of Bartmania. Yeah, like ninety one, ninety two. And when you. When you're writing TV, the characters evolve and the writer's idea of who the characters are evolve with that. And, yeah. And then, the, yeah, they can take them to places that they wouldn't have been able to in season one. It's season two is good in the sense that going back and watching them from now, going back now and watching them, they're becoming the characters you know them as. Season yeah. one, they're not the characters you know them as. No, there's they're, flashes, but they're not like, o- overall rounded. Like, uh, what's the really, really bad one that's very out of out of character? Uh there's no disgrace like home. Yeah, where Marge is drunk. And, and Le- Lisa's really naughty. And yeah. it's like, what is this? Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, season two, they're very much similar to what we've come to expect. Yeah. Now, next question comes in from Gerard Allen. Now, this is a monster message that he's come through. So, hey, guys, still loving the podcast. Recently in the War of the Simpsons episode, you two discussed the popularity of Lisa's substitute and you theorized about people's love for the podcast as it brings listeners back to their chop backs. As it brings listeners back to their childhood... Can I, just, can I just interrupt this? Sorry. I do love that we've had a lot of people messaging us recently saying that we've rekindled their love of the Simpsons. Yeah. How good is that? Yeah. Like, which was all we wanted to... Fox should be paying us money. <laughs> <laughs> which is all we wanted to set out to do. Like, it's just a 
you know, get that warm, fuzzy feeling about the show again. Nostalgia feels. Now, specifically the feeling of going to school the day after a great show had aired and asking your friends whether or not they'd seen it. Um, yeah. So, he was getting all nostalgic. Anyway, his main question is that we enjoyed... Uh, he enjoyed hearing about the childhood love and this, um, how exciting Super Simpsons Saturday marathons were. Saying still that, are. It still are. <laughs> uh, still great for a hangover on a weekend. Yeah. We here in America did not have those. Rather, around 94 or so, the sh- or so, the show went into syndication and would usually air twice a day, every weekday. He had the blessing of living equidistant from New York City and Philadelphia. So, he would often, he would somehow manage to, like, hack his TV. He would unhook the Philadelphia-based cable and then be able to get the New York-based feed of The Simpsons rerun. So, he'd be able to get four episodes in per day. It sounds so pirate I just love I know, it. It's like, so it's, illegal. It just sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like it's like the guy in a war movie who's cut off from everywhere, and he manages to fashion a radio out of like a styrofoam cup <laughs> and the the lining of his boots, yeah. <laughs> and, and manages to radio back to base. I just love because it. it's that important for his survival. I like, just love that 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 capability was there just to be able to unplug it and plug it into like a different port, and you're getting the the other side of the country's like fucking well, it's hard broadcast. the other side of the country. I'll be you know what I mean. Just, for, yeah. I think it's funny that, like, just in another town, they're getting a different broadcast. Well, it's, it's, yeah, that's it's bizarre, odd to me. Because in Australia, it's pretty uniform. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so his question is, through watching those, were there any episodes in particular that we felt were aired more than others? So, was there anything that repeated to the point? There were a few episodes for himself that he watched so often. Uh, one of them was Burns Baby Burns, that he felt like he had to deliberately avoid them for years to be able to then appreciate them again. I think Krusty Gets Cancelled got play a lot. Okay. Um, maybe because we had so many celebrity cameos in it. Yep. Radio Bart was another one for me. Yeah. It got played a lot. On, on network TV, Radio Bart got played a lot when we yeah. were younger. Yeah. Not that I... Krusty gets, Krusty gets cancelled. I remember being sick of when it came on. I was like, I'm sick of this episode. Right. But, so, I don't think I've ever genuinely felt that way about an episode being on TV. Cause I've always thought that Foxtel do a pretty good job of just rotating through. They just play them in order from start to finish and go back to the start Mostly. Again. But yeah. what I do find is it's more about what doesn't get played on TV. Season one. Season one, season two, even season three these days. On free-to-air TV. Very rare to find. N- never. Yeah. No, no first three seasons, hardly ever. Yeah. Look, yeah. free-to-air, you struggle to find anything earlier than season ten. Yeah. Oh, no, no. They, they play, I reckon, season six upwards, I reckon. Yeah, not as often, though. Mm, I still don't watch much free-to-air anymore. But Yeah, fair enough. Um, and... But the other one in particular, I remember when the new, like when the episode where Homer and Marge are on the run through Springfield naked after they're caught getting yeah. it on in the mini golf course. I remember when that first aired, it was played at like 9.30 at night. It was like adults only and yeah. stuff. I remember the ad now. They, yeah. They put it after hours so kids couldn't see. And I remember and watching then, going, oh my God, I'm going to see tits. <laughs> <laughs> Marge's tits. You don't want to see those. Mum's, like their mama tits. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I just said something as crass as mama tits. Did you just envision your mum's boobs? You no, kind of, you I did, envisioned... You did, you did. I didn't. What I envisioned... You, smi- you looked into the distance and you smiled. What I envisioned <laughs> when I said mama tits was like a, a 50-year-old black jazz singer from South Carolina. Like, so, someone singing the blues under the name of mama tits. I envisioned Guns N' Roses covering mama kin. <laughs> <laughs> it's mama tits. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so that episode came out, and I thought it was a genuinely funny episode. I particularly like the... Um, oh, which episode was it again? I've lost track. The nude episode. Nude episode. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're on the blimp. Yeah, like, I know the one you mean. Yeah, on no, the but I mean, like, this, that was the moment. Like, eyes on the floor. Yeah. Still on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Always on God's floor. Yeah. Um, and then that episode never got played again for years and years yeah. and years. I never saw it. And this was... That aired when I was still young. 
like too young to go out and buy videos and DVDs and that sort of stuff. Yeah, like I didn't have money of my own. So that one felt like it was never played. So you've just flipped the question on its head. This is what I do, Dando. I, <laughs> I'm like, I take a so kernel you... of a question and think, there's an idea, but here's how I can make it better. I'm <laughs> apologies for the pause there because I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't the question... Did I answer ah. the question wrong? <laughs> I wield all power. You, just, you, you, did, you did it so subtly. Like you, did, you just started talking about this episode and you're like, and that's what I think never got aired. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the complete opposite of what I was supposed to say. <laughs> It's, uh, I've been watching a lot of American politics of late, and I've realised how to turn whatever you're asked into whatever it is you want to talk about. <laughs> Was that all for the questions, or are there any more mailbag? Uh, no, that's it for now. We do have a lot more mailbag, but I'm going to save them for some future episodes. Yes, we do. So, as we said, if you want to get a question answered on the show, it's fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com. I look forward to your emails. Yeah. Much easier to find. Also, follow us on Twitter, at fourfingerpod. Mish, plug the Twitter. It's your thing. Uh, yeah, at Four Finger Pod. I'm getting shitloads of notification emails for it now, so it must be going good. Yeah, they're starting to go a little bit better because, well, more people are tweeting at me. Yeah. And that's the thing. I love replying. Mitch um, will reply to it's you. It's really easy for me to think of a witty reply. Sometimes it's hard to think, oh, what's witty to just throw out there? But, you know, to feed, to bounce off people, simple. If you want to help support the show, we want to boost the Twitter followers because like we said last week, we want to get celebrities involved. Yeah. If they go onto our page and there's only a couple hundred followers, they ain't going to come on the show. No. Although... They, they, it, they Not mo- for Adam Hill's money. No, no, no. <laughs> they might look at it, but they'll be like, eh. If, if they give it a chance, and obviously they would. Because mm. Mind you, surely, if there was any comedian out there that was going to give someone a leg up. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the time bomb effect of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, at Four Finger Pod, please follow us. That We would really appreciate it. Also, if you're listening to this, you obviously would follow us on Facebook, I'm assuming. Facebook.com slash Four Finger Discount. We share shit every single day of the week. Yep. Um, people seem to like it. I don't know why, but they do. I, mean, I think people just love Simpsons, don't they? It's Pretty just, much. It's hard not to like the part Simpsons. Part of it is pure nostalgia. Part of it is our billions. The, the good thing about it is when you can combine a Simpsons gag with something that's happened in real life. Yeah. That's the best kind of stuff to me. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we need to mention? Oh, iTunes. We said we're going to uh, read out some reviews. Yeah, if you want to fire those up. Now, while you're getting the iTunes reviews, I've got to tell my Seagull story. Well, it's not my Seagull okay. story. But this is the, it was like rumours and then it was confirmed as the greatest thing of all time. Now, I'm sure everyone at some point has had some fish and chips. Everyone in Australia definitely has had fish and chips. And what happens when you're having fish and chips? Seagulls. Yes. You will get seagulls everywhere just crowing about. Don't throw one out. No. A chip, that is. So, there was a man uh, at one of the sort of outer suburb Melbourne metro train stations. And he's just got a bag of chips, rips them open at the end. He's just holding them. He's kind of not really eating. He's just letting the, the scent of chips waft out a little bit. And sure enough, some seagulls come. So, he's, he nibbles on a couple and then he throws one for a seagull. Seagull grabs it. A few more seagulls show up. He throws a couple more. Then suddenly there's like a whole crowd of like 15 to 20 seagulls there. And he's throwing them a few, but he's not throwing them enough for all of them to be satisfied. So, they're starting to get a squabble. A few minutes after this, a train arrives. The doors open. The passengers go on. He throws another couple se- chips to the ground. Just as the doors are about to close, he throws the entire bag of fish and chips into the middle of the train and a whole flock of seagulls flushes into really? the train carriage. Did this really happen? This really happened. All the doors shut behind him and they took off. The next stop was five minutes away. So everyone in that carriage <laughs> spent five minutes with seagulls flying around everywhere fighting over <laughs> chips. Did this really happen? Yes. When did this happen? Like, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. It's the greatest fucking thing that has ever happened in <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> I, I don't know who the man is, but he's a genius. You can imagine just the traumatized children. Yeah. And what I love is that this is hap- in this day and age where everything's filmed, 
there's no footage of this. Like, the guy has gone, not only am I going to do it, I'm not going to film it. I could post it on YouTube and get a thousand hits. Whatever. I don't care. I could get millions of hits. I don't care about that either. I'm going to let this story spread the old-fashioned way. (laughs) (laughs) Through rumour and innuendo. And I'm going to let people fucking imagine what that would have looked like. (laughs) And it's so much better. When you don't know what it looks like. Because rather than spend 15 seconds watching that video and laughing, I've spent hours contemplating it. Envisioning it. I'm picturing what the guy was wearing. (laughs) What people were around him were doing. Maybe there was a woman with a pram that got onto the carriage. (laughs) I'm just trying to envision a seagull. Maybe there's an old woman knitting. It's like the birds, the movie. Yes, it's exactly (laughs) like that. Tippi Hedren was in there. (laughs) I wonder where all all the seagulls got off. Wasn't their stop. (laughs) (laughs) They'll take us back. No, 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 we'll go to Flinders. (laughs) I'm going to have to Google this at one point. Get off at Richmond so they can go to the MCG. With 82 reviews now. Oh, fuck. Okay. One negative. So, what? Yeah. Hang on. Dando's just brought the iTunes up off the back of the Seagull story. Mitch looks dumbfounded. I actually knew we had a negative because I remember reading it the other day. and I wanted to negative. I wanted to get your reaction. They say that we're too arrogant. No, well, fuck them. But I think they did it just to get a reaction. So, please don't give us more negatives because our rating will go down at some point. <laughs> this person says, you guys suck. Worst Simpsons, pod- Worst Simpsons Simpsons podcast ever, smug dicks. You've said Simpsons twice in the same sentence. Who are you to be telling me that I'm smug? Yeah. Not yeah. only that, I'm talking to you and you're not listening to this because you don't like the show. That makes no sense. <laughs> hey, who am I talking to? Please don't give us negative reviews. I know we've got no, one now. We can't not ask people to no, 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 give no, us negative no. reviews. If you don't like it, give us negative. But he don't, didn't follow the rules. But don't go, oh, that's how you get your review read out. You give them a negative one. Please don't do that. Come oh, going to say your name. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be reading too many negative ones. No, but we've got one negative and one four star apparently. Let's try and find yeah, the four star. Where's go. the four star? Top that's- star. A great podcast which gives great insight to a great series. Little bit of language, but it's not put on to be edgy. The Australian perspective also gives a different level to things. Top stuff, Dando and Mitch. Well, clearly not quite top stuff. It's one star away from top stuff, Stegs, according to Stegs85. Stegs85, not happy with the bit of language, apparently. But it is explicit, so what did you expect? Exactly. I but anyway. Well, I liked, uh, we got a letter through the other day saying that someone had been looking through a lot of Simpsons podcasts and saw that all of these were labelled explicit and went, yep, that's yeah. the one for me. <laughs> An enjoyable podcast from Tweety Fan J. Check out this Simpsons fans. Uh, the mm-hmm. best from TJ Nitzdale. Mm-hmm. Great. Five star. Thank you for that. Uh, you lads kept me sane. She's making a deployment bearable. Oh, so we, we're, we're supporting the troops? Yes. We're, we're doing like a PSO show. How awesome is that? That's got, amazing. Got me through a deployment. Who's that? You, uh, okay. So Gray Carroll. Gray Carroll. Whoever you are. Send us through an email or something like that. I want, I want to talk more to you, please. Send, send us a photo of you out in the field holding a performing a discount. Shirt yeah, <laughs> Not sure, but you know. Um, but no, like, get. Oh, we need to talk more about this. Yes, that's that's a big deal. We appreciate that. Riley I, Usher. I genuinely feel like I'm doing something shout good out, for Actually, shout out to Riley for donating money to the show this week. Thank you the, very much for that, Riley. So, fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. If you want to support the show, you don't have to, but we really do appreciate it. Riley, you are the man. He says, this podcast is unbelievably awesome. Listening to Dando and Mitch is like sitting around reminiscing about the classic episodes. They sound like easygoing blokes. They are even easier to listen to. Love the fan interaction. Look forward to every podcast. The only issue is that it is not daily. Stay tuned. Keep up the awesome work, <laughs> legends. Your mate, Riley. Cheers, Riley. Uh, we he- are a little smug, though. Yes. Heaps sick, eh? Potato. That's the thing, eh? Anyway. Potato. Five-star review. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, 
another one. That from- must be someone that's done it on their phone. Like, do you want to yeah. review this? I've clicked that. And I'm like, shit, what am I going to type? Mount Splashmore Four Finger from Helen Lee, Daniel Jenkins. I'm assuming it's a double account. To be sung on the tune of, I want to go to Mount Splashmore. I want more Four Finger discount. Listen, 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 listen now. Now, 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 now. That's awesome. Great review. Uh, Tony Smith, 88, says, great show. Love the show. You should sell merch. I'd buy it. You're going to read like 30 reviews. No, I'm going to stop there. We'll read the rest next week. But uh, we. Please rate and review us in the iTunes store. We will re- read your review. I'll be out. honest. I'm excited we got a negative one because yeah. it means that we're getting more downloads. Yes. Like that nobody is universally liked. When all you're getting is positive reviews, there's something wrong, basically. Yeah. So, I like the fact that someone out there has finally taken a stand and thought that we're smug. I also like that because all entertainment has to... Like, you can't sit on the fence. You kind of got to go one way or the other if you're going to actually get fans. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. This person didn't like the show. They wanted people to know it. That's fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, please- I'm sure that that one comment in there is not going to overrule all of the 80-odd other positive ones. But, uh, yeah, please rate and review us in the iTunes store if you have the capabilities. Uh, just a so four-finger discount. Really do appreciate it. Boosts up the rankings. And the downloads are going up each and every week. So, thank you guys for listening and downloading and sharing it with your friends. A lot of people saying that we have friends like The Simpsons. We're telling them about the show. A lot of people pushing it on to other people. Susie so, Pline sent us international. She got a Canadian friend on Yeah, that's it. pretty cool. Yes, yeah. big, thumbs up, big thumbs up to Susie Pline. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this review of Blood Feud, the final episode of Season 2 of The Simpsons. We're going to do a final Season 2 wrap-up party next week. Yeah, we'll do a wrap-up, which is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. If you we'll guys talking about all of the things we've loved about this season, the things that would, you know, really tickle us. We'd love to branch out into other stuff as well, not just The Simpsons. Mm. So, if you think you'd be interested in hearing us review Deadpool, drop yep. us a message. and know. And any, any just general anything. films and that sort of stuff. Yep. I mean, a few people have enjoyed the um, Star Wars um, yep. special that we did over Christmas time. And, I mean, in general, for us, it's nice to mix things up a little bit. And I think for you guys, it can be as well. Particularly, if we're still doing our weekly reviews, and then every now and then we throw one of these on the side, it doesn't really matter if that particular episode isn't downloaded as much. It's just there for the fans. If you guys want to listen to it, that's up to you guys. Yeah. yeah. We'd like to, because we're pop culture nerds, mm. we'd love to branch out and have you guys interested in hearing what our thoughts are on latest movies and movie news and TV shows and whatnot. Mm. So, if you guys would be keen on us doing a pop culture podcast, let us know, because we are... Very interested in doing it, but we'll only do it if there's people out there that would be interested in listening to it. Yeah. So, thanks to everybody listening. Really do appreciate it. As we said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, iTunes. If you want to donate to the show, fourfingerdiscat.com.au forward slash donate. Mitch, any final words? Now, check out Deadpool, though, on that. It was um very funny. fucking funny movie. Yes. Yeah. Marvel's pro- probably, besides Iron Man, Marvel's best superhero movie, I would say. Most relatable, for most appealing, I should say, not relatable, most appealing for mm. our age bracket. Mm. And definitely... True to the story. I guess part of... I mean, it's interesting you say Iron Man. Iron Man broke new ground, and Deadpool is probably one of the first since to break new ground again. I think I, I think if Deadpool goes well, it's going to set a trend for how movies will be handled. But is there any mm. other superhero... I don't that know c- that it will, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Because I think, honestly, I walked out and was like... It's similar to Kick-Ass. Like, it's... Kick-Ass came out a little while ago, and, it's not, and it made a fuck ton of money. But until now... No movie has been made like Kick-Ass. Maybe yeah. Kingsman, slightly, but it's, I mean, same director, so obviously. So, it's, I don't know that it would completely change things up. I think it's done very, very well for the character, but you can't do everything like this. Now, I I'm, do like the idea of an R-rated movie, though. Like, is, is it rated R here? Because I'm reading no. a lot of reviews. R-rated but, in the States. Um, must be MA here. Is the equivalent to MA here. Well, I'm reading a lot of comments saying that parents are taking their kids to see it and their parents are outraged. How are they taking their kids to see it? 
Or maybe their kids just want to see some boobs. But you can't go into a, a cinema MA15 Plus if you're under 15, whether you have a parent yeah, or not. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you sneak them in or something like that. I know the studios are so terrified of making like you know, an R-rated film because it wipes out a lot of their target audience. But the thing is... It all comes down to merchandising and stuff. 28-year-olds and 35... Like, you know, the They're tw- the ones with the money. 25 to 40, yeah. A, we're the ones with the money. But, that, well, they want to get the kids in because then the parents have to go and they have to buy a ticket as well. But... We'll still go watch movies that are made for us. You don't have to make everything for a kid. But that's enough about Deadpool. We, if you guys want to hear a full review on it, let us know. Now, there's a guy who's smug. Me? No, Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> Deadpool is very smug, but he can be. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I just love it at the start. I don't want to say anything. Can't spoil nothing. Okay. But if you want to hear a review on it, oh, let us know. The, the bit where the camera slowly pans over the people's sexiest man alive. Exactly and it's Ryan what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we have reviewed Deadpool already and we just want to know whether you guys want to hear it or not. We're going to release it. I don't know. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Really do appreciate it. See you guys in season three. Hitch, no more final With words Stark now. raving dad. Great. Holy shit, do we kick season three off with it's the great be episode. awesome. See you guys next time. See you guys. Shh.